Hey there, everybody. Uh, meteorologist Andrew Gordon here with Chief Meteorologist Dave Turley, and we are uh, talking about Isaias here. I'm kind of glad we don't have to say that one anymore there, Dave. Yeah, you and me both. I was just talking about that. I think I said it right maybe 60% of the time. It's one of those ones you know, where you know you said it, but it messes up. I always put an extra S in there when I mess it up. Yeah, too many syllables. It, it became a distraction. You know, we want to focus on getting the information out there, and then I would hesitate for a second just to make sure I'd get it right. But, you know, we, we nailed it there by the end. Um, <laughs> no, you know, I got it wrong. <laughs> well, you know, we, we did our day. best. Yes. We, we communicated the impacts. That's what matters. The I, name I is, apologize is for different. getting it wrong. Isai That's okay. Isai that, That's it. Hey, we've got some easier names coming up, though, thankfully. Some one and two syllables. Those will be easier for us. But uh, we wanted to just talk a little bit about, about this system. And it's kind of interesting because, you know, for a while, it, it never really was that strong. It did gain a bit of strength after it went north of our offshore waters toward South and North Carolina. But we did still see some impacts here, Dave. You and I were just talking about some of these wind gusts. Do you want to go over a couple of these? Yeah, and we were always talking about, we always said when the storm was coming that it was going to be a coastal event. That's what it looked like. Anytime you have that tropical system, whatever it may be, on to the east of you, and we're on the west side of that, that's where more of the impacts are going to be as far as any the heaviest rain and the strongest winds are normally on the east-northeast side of the storm. So... We did get some uh, winds here. Up to 40 miles per hour was the highest we saw over on Tybee Island and a few upper 30s, I think, as you get down uh, along some of the coast areas. But higher amounts as you head further north where the land sticks out a little bit closer and they were closer to where the center of the storm actually was. Yeah, and it was strengthening once it headed into the evening as well, um, especially before landfall, regaining that Category 1 classification. And, uh, you know, it it did some damage. You know, we always talk about the potential for, you know, just like the strongest winds, the potential for uh, spin-ups with tornadoes possible there on the northeast quadrant. And we actually saw uh, as this system went away from us and it traveled up the mid-Atlantic into New England, lots of tornado warnings. They were popping off all night going into Tuesday, over 100 tornado warnings for this or for this event, it was just incredible and actually produced an EF3 tornado over in uh, Birdie County, North Carolina. In fact, a bit of a tidbit there, that's the strongest tropical spawn tornado since 2005. So, you know, a lot of times we're talking about sustained winds, impacts, uh, you know, flooding, but you'll, you'll hear us talk about tornadoes as well. And we don't typically see that. That obviously is the strongest tornado from a tropical system in 15 years but it does go to show that you can have strong tornadoes within these tropical systems yeah you mentioned that and uh we normally with those they're usually ef zeros ef ones but with that storm i remember my parents called me uh about two days before the storm actually hit or maybe the day before it was actually yeah the day before on sunday and they were like uh, are you everything okay down there? How's the storm? How you're looking? And they're up in Albany, New York. I said, you know, it looks like it's going to stay a little bit east of us. You might get some rain and some wind, but I think we're going to be all right. I said, you guys got to keep an eye on it. Sure enough, the center of the storm, I remember tracking this, and it was uh, later in the day. And I think it was, was it Tuesday that it was out? No, it was Monday. Yeah, I think it was Tuesday Monday when I was up there. Yeah, okay. One of those days. It was uh, 
20 miles east of Albany, New- or weather west of Albany, New York. So basically wow. the center was moving right over them. And I was call- they called me and said, hey, we're under a tornado warning. So I went and checked. And I was like, well, no, you're under a tornado watch. The eastern areas of New York and parts of New England were under a tornado watch. But there's a lot of those spin-ups. You mentioned there was over 100 tornadoes spawned with that. So I said, you guys need to make sure that you have a way to get that information, whether it's watching TV, if you have a, a NOAA weather radio or an app that alerts you. But make sure you know that it's certainly possible with this storm passing to your uh, west, you'll be on the east side, and there's a lot of storms that it could possibly generate that tornado thankfully nothing happened but they did get a lot of rain right. out of it. yeah i don't know exactly how many confirmed tornadoes there were i just know that there were a lot of warnings out there the national weather service offices were busy with this one and you know it's been a busy season so far uh, we're breaking all sorts of you know earliest this earliest that and for isaias it was the earliest ninth or i name storm there um, so it, you know, it beat the previous record of Irene by eight days. Again, that going it's back big. to that 2005 season. Yeah. So that's, that's, that's really big. And, and you mentioned it active. It's, it started active. We had two storms begin before the beginning of official start of hurricane season, which is June 1st. And, uh, that's the first time since I think 2016, something like that, that we had, uh, or maybe it was 2006. One of the, it's been a while since we had two storms actually formed before the actual start of the season, but it's been active and we were talking about more of an active season coming up. Yeah. And you know, the um, preliminary forecasts from uh, Colorado state and, and Noah come out uh, around the beginning of the season. And we talked about that on a previous podcast here, but we got uh, the update from Colorado state yesterday and following suit Noah's was today. And both of them are uh, pretty high. So we're going to dive into the numbers here, but uh, want to, you know, just let you know what these numbers mean, because numbers are numbers if you don't know how to analyze them. But Dave, you know, to the uh, the untrained eye, even, even for us, you're like, you know, you know what, this active season does not seem like it's going to go anywhere. So I guess we could start with the uh, Colorado State one, because, you know, they're calling for, uh, I think, 12 hurricanes. Yeah, a very, very active season uh, coming up here for Colorado State. They put their uh, official forecast track out uh, yesterday, I think it was, coming up on, um, it was Wednesday. And they're thinking 24 tropical storms, 12 of those going on to become hurricanes, and five of those going on to become major hurricanes. So just to put this in perspective, on an average season here, uh, so far the average, uh, we had 12 tropical storms per year. Six of those go on and become hurricanes, and three of those become major hurricanes. So this is almost, they're thinking almost double what we would normally get on an average season. And then Noah comes out today and basically says the exact same thing. Yeah, it is. It really is something. I don't think we've had 12 hurricanes since in a season since... Uh, 2010 i mean we're going back here down at least a decade for a lot of these these numbers that we're pulling out here so it just goes to show that uh we are seeing uh this you know all signs are pointing to this being an active season but what we were talking about a little bit earlier is that you know it's important to understand what these numbers mean all of these numbers with you know uh colorado state saying 24 named storms 12 of them hurricanes all that it does not mean that those are projected landfalling 
systems. No. Now, with you, you'd think that with an increased number of storms itself, that you uh, just with that you increase the chance of some of them becoming landfalling. Sure, but not all of those are going to. And and you know, we could have a couple of them or none of them even impact us here in the Low Country or Coastal Empire. You're probably tired of us hearing you know hearing us say that, but it really just takes one storm. You could have. A hurricane season where you don't have anything but one hurricane, which isn't likely, but if that were the case, if it impacted us here in Savannah, the Charleston area, Hilton Head, down to McIntosh County, Jacksonville, it'd be a busy season for us, and the rest of those six months could have been quiet. So uh, it's really important to just take these you know, numbers, file it away, saying, yeah, active season, if I haven't gotten on that hurricane uh, list, you know, if I haven't done everything I need to do to be ready for this season – they're calling for an active season. Probably better to do that now. If, if everything else that's happened so far this year has pushed you ahead to be prepared, you've got time. But now is a great time to do it. And I hope people have uh, been paying attention with that and really uh, taken heed on being prepared uh, because we're getting now closer to this statistical that's a tough word. Statistical uh, peak of the hurricane season, which is normally September 10th. So the middle of September is usually the most active part of the hurricane season. So we got almost a whole other month to get to that peak of the hurricane season. It usually remains pretty active into late August, September, and then kind of winds down, especially as you get into October and November. So we have a long ways to go. And you mentioned it only takes one storm. And um, I think it was... Uh, Hurricane Andrew, uh, that one went through South Florida, and uh, it, I think that might have been like the only hurricane of the season. It was a very uh, low uh, amount of storms that developed for that particular year, but the one just happened to be Andrew, which devastated southern areas of Florida. So it doesn't have to be an active season. If, even if it is an active season, as you mentioned, doesn't mean that we are going to be impacted. This is in the entire Atlantic Basin, which includes the entire Atlantic Ocean, the, all the Caribbean, and the Gulf of Mexico. So in those entire three bodies of water, this is the amount of storms that we could potentially see. And with the Atlantic being so big, a lot of those storms are usually what we call fish storms and don't really impact any land areas. So we hope, knock on wood, that a lot of those are fish storms coming up. Yeah, you know, they definitely can impact, you know, shipping channels and things like that. But hopefully the pattern, that how the high is out there, it really does not, you know, steer them toward us. And that's just one factor at play here. But we are looking at... Um, the MGO is one of the things that uh, it's an oscillation of just one of those tools that, you know, uh, we look at, see what trends we have. And it does look like in a couple weeks that it and it just one of the factors enables us to, you know, have a little bit more tropical development. But that's like saying it's going to get cold in February. Of course, you're going to see signs here with weather data and modeling and everything that we look at that as you get close to the peak time of hurricane season that you're going to have signals within weather models that it's going to be more active and that's probably likely here the next week or so you know it doesn't look like we're going to be impacted by anything here we are watching a little bit of a low of course you're always going to have tropical waves this time of the year nothing all that impressive over the next week i don't think we're going to get any rain from a tropical system here over the next week not likely anyways so just because we're in this hurricane season doesn't mean that every day we're impacted by it but it is, you know, it only takes one storm and some of them can form closer to or strengthen closer to the coast. So just because it's a tropical depression or a tropical storm doesn't mean it can't get its act together 
you know, within a couple of days notice here of the southeastern United States. So you've got to uh, pay attention, make sure you're getting these uh, updates. We've got them in every show. And you can always reach out to us, too, if you've got questions on what's going on in the tropics. I think that is some very good advice to uh, make sure that people who are listening to this uh, are prepared because we all live along the coast here. Most of us do. Even if you're inland, uh, you still need to be concerned about uh, the potential for damage from any of these tropical systems. And um, I always tell people, you know, it's not a question of uh, if another storm is going to impact us. It's just a a question of when another hurricane is going to impact us, even though it's been a while since we actually had a direct landfalling hurricane. I think it's been since 1979 with Hurricane David, which actually made landfall here in the Savannah region, not just a fringe uh, impact. Um, But if you look back in in history, there's been a lot of hurricanes, and there's been some major hurricanes, Category 3 or higher, which impacted the uh, Georgia uh, coastal areas. More so, we had a lot more of those impact South Carolina, which sticks out a little bit more. But um, so it's going to happen again. And as you mentioned, it's just good to be prepared. We have to make sure that we are ready and getting the latest information and keep checking back this time of the year every couple of days because these could be some quick spin ups here. Uh, it doesn't take much. Waters are very warm. It's one of the factors why we're thinking it's going to be or the Hurricane Center and Colorado State are thinking that's going to be an above average season. Very warm ocean water temperatures, actually a little bit above normal. We would expect to see this time of the year. Yeah, definitely. So um, just I think it's going to be a busy September for us, at least some monitoring, hopefully not wall to wall and in you guys' living room for 12 hours at a time. But, uh, you know, it's it's definitely getting to that time. We're probably going to have a lot more to talk about in the next episode here, the First Alert Weather Podcast of what's going on. And I uh, really don't think it's going to be, hey, Dave, you know, it looks like it's going to be pretty quiet for the next week. There's going to be something out there next time that we're talking to you guys probably and we'll be on top of it. As always, and um, you know, a lot of people reached out uh, this last time, just a little shameless plug here, about how much they, you know, enjoyed the WTOC weather app, how we gave them those updates there, uh, those little quick one minute and under videos. It's palm of your hand, pretty easy if you miss a newscast. We've got the latest uh, weather clipped on there as well. So, some good, uh, some good information in the palm of your hand, just always a good tool to have this time of the year. Yeah, however you are getting that information, just make sure that you get it, and we're going to try to give it to you, that information, however we can do that. All right. All right. Yeah, I think that that does it. We uh, had a lot to talk about. Um, of course, if you guys have any questions, if you need information specifically on ESAIS, if you want to know more, we can always talk all day about that. But we're going to wrap it up for now for uh, myself here and uh, Chief Meteorologist Dave Turley. That was another episode of the First Alert Weather Podcast. 